Hello, I am Tony Silvera, and this is my evening devotional. This week we've been learning about Abraham's altars, and we're already on altar number four or number three, if you want to. In fact, he built two altars in Bethel, maybe the same altar, maybe a different one. We really don't know. Uh, some people consider this as one altar. Uh, I uh, consider it as two because the, the second altar in Bethel talks about a new beginning. Abram settled uh, finally in the Promised Land. And this fourth altar, uh, the altar in Mamre, I call it the altar of new identity. Let's read our scripture for tonight in Genesis chapter 13 and verse 8. It says, So Abram moved his tent and came and settled by the oaks of Mamre, which are at Hebron. And there he built an altar to the Lord. In this place, Abram had his name changed to Abraham, which is what I've been calling him, though uh, uh, up to this point, He's called Abram, but at Mamre, he receives a new identity, the final identity. God gave him clarity. Mamre means vigor, and this was located in Hebron, which means fellowship. Right now, he is separated definitely from Egypt. He settled where God told him to be, and uh, he receives this new uh, identity. Uh, he gets new security, and he builds an altar to enjoy the peace and the presence of God. But that came with a price. Let's see it tonight. We know that Abram and Lot, his nephew, acquired great wealth. And the herdsmen of both of them started to fight, to argue. And the struggle extended to the family and finally, they decided to go separate ways. They could no longer dwell together. And strife often leads to separation, sometimes uh, of necessity. But it's very tragic when this happens in a family or between brethren. It happens in many families. People cannot live together, and so they go separate ways. I wanted to tell you the story so you'll understand perfectly. Because remember means place of fat or fatness, and it has a meaning of prosperity, of abundance, a turning point. Uh, in Genesis 14, it tells us of a war that happened between the king Chedorlaomer uh, and the kings of Sodom, and Abram was involved in the fight, and he defeats uh, these uh, kings, uh, five kings. Abram managed to retaliate against the king of Sodom, and he defeats him. And as the king uh, offers him uh, wealth and money, Abram refuses it. He says, I don't want part with that uh, wealth. I don't want your money. I don't want anything that comes from you. This refines Abram's separation to God. You know, sometimes we are also tempted to acquire wealth illicitly, and we need to have this attitude of Abraham. If God is my God, I'll trust in him to prosper me. I don't want uh, the wealth of, of dirty money, of uh, dirty diamonds, of uh, blood diamonds. I don't want the money of drugs. 
during my lifetime, I had many temptations of getting uh, easy money, but uh, I decided to trust in the Lord. And uh, I'm sharing this with you so that you will be able to make the same decision because nothing is better than a clean conscience before God. Abram decided not to take the treasure of Sodom. You can read in Genesis 14, to 24. And the different character of Abram emerges after the victory. Many times after a victory, we have a, a change of mind, a change of attitude. That's what happened. And, and so in Genesis 15, uh, begins with these words, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward will be great. And here we see how Abram's faith starts to rise. He becomes righteous. In, in Genesis 15, 6, um, uh, Abram believed in the Lord. The Lord reckons it to him as righteous. That's a, a great thing for God to say about someone that you're righteous. This uh, place of Mamre is also a place where, again, Abram and Sarai made a bad decision. They had brought uh, a slave from Egypt, Hagar, and uh, they decided that it was too long of a wait and that Abram needed a descendant. So Hagar becomes uh, Abram's concubine uh, and uh, she gives him a son, Ishmael. And this caused problems up to today, lots of problems. Uh, God wasn't happy with the situation. And as a result, he did not speak to Abram for the next 13 years. We read about it in Genesis 16. But then God uh, decides to renew his promise to Abram. In Genesis 17, uh, it's where God uh, came to Abram again uh, in Mamre uh, as he built the altar. And his name was changed to Abraham. And his wife's name was changed to Sarah. Uh, from Sarai to Sarah. And also in Genesis 17, 15 is when God says circumcision will be the sign of the covenant between me and your descendants. So from that day on, uh, the descendants of uh, Abraham uh, became circumcised or they had to be circumcised. So the altar of, at Mamre was a journey to know the Lord who is with him was a knowing which finally changed his name, changed his life, destiny, and purpose. Abram means glorified father. Abraham means the father of nations, of all nations. That's the meaning of his new name. Do you know that in Christ we also receive a new identity? In Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In Christ, we have a new identity. We receive that new identity. And identity is a gift from God. His joy becomes our joy. His love, our love. His peace, our peace. His strength, our strength. So in Jesus, we don't, do not lose our true selves, but we become our true selves in Him. Before I came to Christ, I gave all kinds of excuses not to go to church and not to change my life. 
This because I had an identity and I enjoyed a life of sin. I enjoyed drugs and crime and nightlife and all the things that come with the life of sin. So I constantly gave excuses like, well, I'll think about God when I'm older. But when I had an encounter with Jesus Christ, everything changed. And I put aside my old self, the old things, and I received a new identity in Christ. It was the best thing I have done in my life. And I'm the same person, but with a new identity. Ephesians 2.9 says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. You were a stranger to God, to the house of God. But through the love of God and through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you can become now a citizen of God, a citizen of God's kingdom and God's children. In uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 8, it says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So God wants to bless you. Just like Abram was blessed in Mamre, the, the land of abundance, the land of fat, and, and he was able to have a new covenant with God. God wants to do a new covenant with you in Jesus Christ. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that's who we are. Just like Abraham received a new identity in this altar, uh, and, and he just praised God, and God communicated his new name, God wants to do something different in your life. And as we read here in 1 John, we should be called children of God, and that's what we are. Believe it, receive it. Take possession of this new identity because you are a child of God. Before I conclude today, let me tell you that you and me, uh, we're going to receive a new name. Yes, we're also going to receive a new identity. Let's read this final scripture in Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. It says, To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone. And on the stone, a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. It's like a secret name that you're about to receive from the Lord. And the name comes in the new stone and God delivers it to you and says, here, this is your new name. This is your new identity. A new stone in those days represented forgiveness in a court, represented uh, uh, innocence in a court. So, so people that went to court and, and they received the final verdict and they, they were declared free to go, they received the white stone. So this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, I have a white stone and I have this new name that corresponds to the new identity because you've been forgiven. Yes, in Jesus Christ, we've been forgiven. You can receive this new identity too. So this altar that Abraham builds in Mamre, 
I consider it the altar of new identity. Of course, it represents many other things. And it's a, a place where God renews his covenant uh, with uh, Abraham and his descendants. It's very meaningful. It's an altar of maturity. But uh, above all, I see it as an altar of new identity. And I want to tell you tonight that God has also a new identity in Christ for you. You are a child of God when you invite Jesus Christ into your, your life. If you've never done this, just take time today to do a prayer and say, God, I want to receive this new identity. Forgive me, forgive my sins, and I want to embrace the new life you have for me in Christ. That will be the best decision in your life. Tomorrow, we'll see the last altar, the altar of Isaac. And uh, I'll be here again at 9 p.m. for a new evening devotional. God bless you and have a great evening.